Just have a little bit more faith, they say. You just got to keep believing. You got to keep believing. Pray harder. Pray pray longer. Just believe. You just got to keep having faith. Well, what does that mean? I do have faith. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. But I'm believing that this will happen and... I want these results and I'm trying to figure out why isn't it happening? And everyone's just like, just keep believing. And it's like, okay, but how do I do that? Am I missing something? Is there something that is like, what is it? I remember these were some of the questions that I had growing up in church and then also just in my my spiritual walk. You know, you will hear people just keep on believing, keep on having faith. And it's like, I'm looking at them side eye like I am believing. But the question is, is there something that I am missing? And what I was not told is check the unbelief. But what does that mean? There's a scripture in the Bible that I have quoted several times and we will talk about more in this, in this podcast. But it's when the man came to Jesus and he wanted his child to be delivered. And and he said, Lord, if you can. And Jesus was like, if I can. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. See, when we begin to examine the areas in our life where we have the unbelief, that's when we are starting to walk in maturity. It's not just this concept of, well, I'm just going to believe that God is just going to rain down everything from heaven, which he has the capability of doing, but yet God has given us enough wisdom and enough intelligence and enough talent and enough capability to begin to do things that is required of us. The Bible says faith without works is dead. And part of the works is checking our unbelief. God, I believe, but where's my unbelief? So when they say have more faith or just believe a little bit harder, believe a little bit longer. Let's start with, do we have faith of a mustard seed? And are there any areas of unbelief? Let's talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Conquering Me podcast. This is me, your host, Jennifer Jefferson. And on here on Conquering Me podcast, we talk about the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. Christ is our Savior. He is our heal and deliver. The Bible says, I believe it is in Hebrew, and I could be wrong, uh, but it says that um, they liken Jesus to the author and the finisher of our faith. Because Christ is the one, his walk was so beautiful and it was so perfect and it was just so anointed and guided by the Holy Spirit. He is the reason why we can have joy and why we can have peace and why we have instructions on this earth so that we can have a life full of joy, full of hope and possibilities. So I'm just saying, welcome back to you. This is where I hope that we are learning in my prayer. No, I'm going to speak that in confidence. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, we are going to learn more about God, and we're going to learn more about Jesus Christ here on this podcast so that we all can grow. And the reason why I say no, because I have been asking the Holy Ghost um, to expose my language to myself. And this is going to go into what we're going to talk about today is faith, the size of a mustard seed. I believe, I believe, but God, why isn't things, why aren't things happening? 
like, God, what is happening here? Last week, the Lord had me to just encourage you all and also myself. Encourage a lot of times I go back and I re-listen to the podcast and I'm just like, wow, Lord, you just dropping gems in this thing. Um, and I don't give myself credit. That's all the Holy Spirit. But the Lord had me to just encourage us that number one, that we are more than enough. We are more than enough through Christ Jesus. Uh, when the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me. When you have a mindset that I can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me, that is not a mindset of someone who is defeated. That is not a mindset of someone who feels like they're below or above, uh, below average, or maybe just at average. No, if you literally are walking around here and say, I can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me, some people may say you might be a little bit arrogant, cocky, or slightly off or whatever like that. Now, we don't want to walk in the spirit of arrogance, but we can boast in the Lord. We can go ahead and say, yes, I am this because of God, because he has graced me, because he has anointed me, because he has given me these talents. And that's how we do it to also keep ourselves in check so that we won't be out here in these streets talking crazy. We have to turn everything back to God. God, I thank you for this level of wisdom that only comes from you. God, I thank you for this talent that comes from you. And then also give me the tenacity and the desire to sharpen the talent. You get what I'm saying? That's how we put, put things back and we give praises and glory back to God. But in order for us to have a mindset of I can do all things through Christ, that means that we know that we are more than enough. We are above average. And the Lord just wanted me to encourage you all last uh, podcast all of us, that we are more than enough. And if we're struggling with that, where is the unbelief? There's a form of doubt somewhere that is not believing what God has created you to be. And that's what today, I just want us to go a little bit further into faith. Faith is a wonderful, 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 wonderful gift that God has given us. But faith is really something that you have to have faith to even believe in. <laughs> I know you're like, what? Faith really can't be quantified or create some mathematical problem or it's this simple solution of this is how you have faith. And it's just like, I just believe and and it is that, and I want to say this, if anyone is wanting to know more about faith itself, I would really suggest that you study Hebrews 11, the whole chapter, start there. And when I say study, I mean, go verse by verse, word by word, and ask the Holy Spirit to gain understanding um, and have your commentaries. If you don't have any physical commentaries or physical studies, we have a lot of great tools online. One of them is EnduringWord.com. That is E-N-D-U-R-I-N-G Word, W-O-R-D.com. I believe the .org. But just type in Enduring Word. It's a lot of great commentary on there. Um, another website that I like to use is Bible Gateway. Dot com. They have a lot of resources. Um, if you go on there, it has different translations, different commentaries, all that stuff. Um, another website that is really good for studying is, I said Enduring Word, I said Bible Gateway. Another one is BibleHub.com. 
BibleHub.com. And these all have different translations, different commentaries, all of these things so that you can gain as much understanding about the Word of God. And if you are really not understanding faith, start there. Start in Hebrews 11 and 1. Start there. And this is where we really began to gain understanding because it starts off with this. And I'm going to say the scripture because it starts off with in Hebrews 11. And I'm going to just read verse 1. Um, because the whole entire chapter of Hebrews 11 is great because it has these different scenarios and situations about faith. But Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In the King James Version, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, isn't that something? Evidence. Now, evidence is what you prove. Evidence is what you see. But in King James Version, King James is very poetic. And I know I sometimes you, I had to mature to really appreciate King James Version. Um, I used to always get frustrated about the thee, thou, thems, and this and that, and you know, all that stuff. And ye go with here and all this type of stuff. But the Lord had to really mature me to see the um, beauty of the complexity of the of the Bible in written in King James, but also the poetic side of it. But I love in King James, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for in the evidence of things not seen. And that's the Hebrews 11 and 1, and that is the King James Version. And this version, the second version I read to you was the NIV version. And it says, and I'm going to repeat this to you. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Even in that, there is, we have to have assurance that what we are hoping for and desiring will come to pass. And I want to really talk to us about the faith of a mustard seed. And before we go there, I know for myself, when when faith was mentioned, I just felt like if I just believe, kind of like a wishing well, well, if I just throw this coin in and wish it's going to come to pass, then the Holy Spirit is like, nah, it don't work like that. You're going to be tested in your faith. You're going to see some trials if you really believe what God has spoken. One of the examples that I love in the Bible is Abraham. When Abraham was was told to go take Isaac to the mountain um, to sacrifice him. Now, the thing is, if you go back and you read that chapter, the first verse in the chapter, it starts off and it says, and the Lord tested Abraham. And I thought to myself, did the Lord just say, you know what, on today, I'm just going to make him go through. I'm just going to make him do this crazy test to see if he really believe in what I say, if he really has faith. And I remember the Bible and a lot of theologians, um, they, they liken Abraham to the father of faith. He has such great faith to even to the point where he was going to sacrifice his child. Now, remember. Isaac was the promise. Isaac was the one that where all of the promises would come from. The Lord told him that you and Sarah are going to have a baby, all this stuff. You're going to be father of many nations, all of these things. You can't even count 
this your the descendants of you you want it's like the I believe the Bible likens it to the sand in the uh, the grains of sand I believe that's what it's likened unto and I know another scripture likens that to the stars in the sky so it's going to be so many descendants that come from your loin and here God is telling you to kill the very thing that I promised to you that is connected to your destiny but he had faith that no matter what God was still going to make it come to pass So do we have that type of faith? I'm not talking about that type of faith to go out and start doing some crazy stuff. But also the type of faith to where it's like, God, no matter what, I'm going to do it because I believe that you are going to still fulfill the promise. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know. Now, here's the thing. We live in different laws now. We can't be out here killing folks. So don't be out there. The Lord told me to kill. No, that's not even it. So let me kind of bind the demon. And I want to I make this clear. You all will hear me going forward, really start to call things out in the spiritual spirit realm. The Lord has really placed on my heart for start to start speaking very frankly about stuff. Like, no, that is the demonic voice. If you hear anything talking about, the Lord has told me to kill this person. That is the demonic force. Because unfortunately, too many people, who have done some crazy stuff has said the voice of the Lord told me to do that. That wasn't God. That was the devil. So we're under different laws now. We're not supposed to be in these streets killing folks. Okay. I understand how much they may make you upset. We can't do it. (laughs) There's legal laws against this stuff. The Bible talks about obey the laws of the land. So with our faith, our faith has to be so big where it does not matter what it looks like, we're going to make a step of it. And I want to go to Matthew. And in this, and it's going to be where Jesus uses the term faith of a mustard seed. And we've heard it so much in a church and to, to the point where I have seen stuff, I, I had no idea. But I, when I was studying this passage of scripture, I've seen stuff where people have literally placed a small little mustard seed inside of a like a little vial or something like that and they place it on the necklace and they're selling that and I said well wow okay I guess if that helps you with your faith walk it's gonna help you I'm not knocking it but I thought to myself now that's a new one because if you really look at it I would encourage you if you have never seen a mustard seed to go google what a mustard seed looks like it's very 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 tiny And it's interesting how Jesus said, faith the size of a mustard seed. Now let's go to the passage of scriptures where Jesus is referencing this. Matthew 17, 14 through 21. Um, 14 says, and this is the NIV version. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. The Lord and uh, Lord have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. And this is Jesus. Jesus says in verse 17, you unbelieving and perverse generation. Hello, my God. You unbelieving and perverse generation. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and it was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked. I like how the disciples went to Jesus on the side. I, I don't know if they're a little bit embarrassed. Probably was. You know, you know, Jesus, let, let, let me highlight you over here. 
Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, because you have little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as a size, small as a, as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And verse 21, and some versions do not have uh, Matthew um, 17 and 21. And that's when it says, but by this, it comes through prayer and fasting. And um, I kind of did some digging on why some versions of the Bible do not have, some translations of the Bible don't have the by prayer and fasting of uh, verse 21. They literally just took it out. And um, I want to read it to you exactly what it says. It says, um, verse 21, however, this kind goeth out by prayer but by prayer and fasting. And some versions are saying because of a lot of the uh, reliable Greek translations, um, they did not have that scripture in there. And just to kind of give a little background uh, regarding the Bible, a lot of the Old Testament is written in ancient Hebrew. So when you hear people say they went to the original version in Hebrew, they do that because of what they're original translation is. We know that over time, words can start to morph into something else. So the Old Testament, a lot of it was translated from Hebrew, while the New Testament, a lot of it was translated from Greek. Um, so this is why. So I just want to kind of give a little background before people are like, oh, they taking out the word of God and da, 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 da. Sometimes it really is just a simple understanding and studying and so I kind of I did some digging not long but just some digging to see why was these why is this um removed but I truly believe that prayer and fasting is so pivotal it is so important for us to do as believers and fasting number one gives us a level of discipline that we normally would not have fasting allows for certain things to come out of us that we may not have paid attention because in Mark 929 is said, and this is Jesus, and Jesus said to them, this is when Jesus said it again. He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer and fasting. When we pray, and my pastor says this, and I appreciate this, when we pray, a lot of it is not about us spending a lot of time talking and running our mouths, but are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Prayer is where we can receive instruction. This is still tied into our faith. Because if I'm always going to prayer, I'm always praying and I'm always just releasing my problems and I'm always venting to God. Now, here's the thing. We are supposed to cast our cares upon him. But if all of your prayer life is, God, I'm going through this. God, why isn't this happening? This and this, or God, please make this happening. It's not a communication. Prayer is about communicating. And if anyone knows about being a, big, a great communicator, most of your communication is based off of listening. I am listening to gain understanding. I am listening to hear what you say. The Bible says, be hearers and doers of the word. So many times in the Bible says, blessed are the hearers and doers of the word. You will hear that a lot in Revelation after Jesus um, wrote letters. He had Paul writing the letters to the specific church. And every time after the end, it says, uh, blessed are the hearers and the doers of this word. So we hear it. 
and we do it. So prayer is where I can receive instruction and receive understanding, receive my peace, receive release. God can say one word to you that will strengthen your faith and release you from all bondage. But that comes through prayer. But I have to listen. I know you're like, well, I tried to listen, but it's just so much noise. It's going to take time. The first 10, 15 minutes, it may just be a lot of noise in your mind. You may be thinking about the next thing to do. Oh, I have to go cook dinner. I have to do this or whatever like that. Okay, sit there. That's why the Bible talks about med- meditation. And it's so unfortunate that a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians feel, still believe that meditation is not of God. The Bible talks about meditating on his word day and night. Meditation is what God desires. Now, we are not praying and meditating to anyone else but God himself, Jesus Christ. But all of these things strengthen our faith. So when Jesus was telling them, the disciples, they were like, well, why didn't this happen? Jesus let them know, first of all, you have unbelief. A lot of us have faith. But have we asked God to examine our unbelief? Are there any areas in my life where I am not believing in what you have said? And let me help some of us out. How do we know we have some form of unbelief? Listen to your language. Listen to how you talk. Are you still controlling some areas where God has told you to let it go? Or how about this? Maybe the Lord has told you to start doing something and yet you have not done it. You haven't done it. Like the Lord is having me on talking about faith. I feel like I've talked about this in some form or fashion before, but it really is important for us to have a new level of faith. The word of God says we go from faith to faith, glory to glory. We have to desire for our faith to be increased. Now, here's the thing. Our faith will be challenged as our faith is increased. But my goodness, are we rewarded so much more? So are there any areas of unbelief? Size of a mustard seed. I was looking up the mustard seed and it's crazy. So, you know... Me and my silly self, I thought mustard seeds were just, okay, well, you just grind it up and that's where they get mustard from, kind of a spice, right? That's where you get mustard from. And then also, but then also I know, then I thought about, well, there are mustard greens. So maybe if you let it sit long enough, it turned into greens. Well, child, I found out that basically a majority of the doggone greens that we eat come from mustard seeds. I said, What? Mustard seeds, let me look this up real quick because I, I had it. It is. It was crazy to me when I found this out, what mustard seeds produce. And then I was like, oh, now I understand, Lord, why you say if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, The mustard seed is tiny. When I say tiny, I'm talking about if you put it on top of your finger, it will look like a little mold. But I'm talking about mustard seed. It is so small. But what is produced if you let it sit there long enough? I was seeing several types of greens come from it. Um, 
is we definitely know that it is a spice. It was like, I believe I saw a cauliflower. I'm trying to find the article, but it was so many things that came from it that I, it was mind blowing. And, it, and when I was reading it, it said, if you allow the mustard seeds produce, if you allow it to sit long enough and um, it can actually take over, it can actually take over the, I guess you could say the acreage and all this greenage was come there, but it actually grows pretty fast, right? So when it, when the Lord was talking about size of a mustard seed, a lot of times it is not about just like we have this big faith. So let me kind of simplify it. So when we think about big faith, we think about, oh man, my big faith is that I am going to um, leap out on faith and quit my job and move across the country. That's big faith. You know, no one where you're going to go. You don't have enough money. You don't have maybe a job over there. You don't know anything, but you're like, I'm going to do it. So that's how we really have painted faith in the church. We have painted faith as these big things. When God is saying, if you have faith of a size of a mustard seed, it is not about the size, but it's all, but it's about what is in it the capability, the power that resides in it. So maybe it is, let me just start off by researching first what I am going to do. Researching what is in this different state. Researching what do I really need to live um, if I don't, if I'm not working for the next year. And then you start putting these plans into faith. You put in these things into action. You're actually now working your faith, working your faith. We stop making faith like we have to have these big, grand gestures. It is literally about the small steps. And those small steps have so much power and implications in the spirit realm. And I want us to, I really want us to remember this. In faith and in God, it is not based off of our results or what we think it should be. So what we think it should be like a simple example is this, like for me, growing up, we were told to go to college. You go to college and you go ahead and uh, get your degree and you find a good job. So a lot of people, we knew that once you get out of college, whatever your degree is, you're going to have to start over at a low, um, at an entry level position within a company and you work your way up or you go ahead and as you gain more experience, you move over to another place. As you gain more experience, it's, it's that path, right? It's a very methodical way of thinking when it comes to human mankind. While God, on the other hand, is like, no, I can have you study a subject for a year and then go ahead and connect with the right person. And now you sitting here making this crazy amount of money and people are looking like, how? It was because I have faith to walk this path that God had me to walk, even when people did not understand. The Bible says he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He takes the weak things of the world to confound the strength, the strong. That means God will take the very opposite of things that make sense to us. And he said, ah, but I'm going to make it make sense. So for God, two plus two does not equal four. Two plus two can equal 400,000 million. <laughs> I mean, how do you like, what's 400,000 million? I don't know. Was that four billion? I don't know. So, but in God, in faith, it doesn't have to make sense. So you just have to have faith of a size of a mustard seed. But if you're struggling, ask God to examine the unbelief. Where am I not believing? 
where have I relied too much on myself? or rely too much on what other people have said, rely too much about what my teacher has spoken, what my spouse has spoken, whatever that is. Because here's the thing, wisdom from man, when I say man, I'm talking about humankind. It's not man as in the gender. When wisdom comes from us as human beings, it is beautiful. But a lot of us give wisdom based off of our personal experience. It takes a submissive heart and a submissive mindset for someone to speak wisdom that comes from God on a continuous basis. I have learned that in my journey that a lot of people, their wisdom, does not matter how long they've been walking with God. It does not matter how much they love God, but a lot of times their wisdom comes from their experience. While it is good, that is yet limited, right? And sometimes our wisdom comes from places of fear, Mom and dad told you not to do this because they were fearful. Every generation had to face their own battles. So if they carried on the same wisdom that is for you and you're like, well, and if you don't have the discernment to understand that was for mom and dad's battle or grandma, grandpa, auntie, uncle, whoever that previous generation is for you. But if you just take it and run with it, if you don't have the discernment and the wisdom to say, wait a minute, but that's not the battle I am running in. So I have to step into a new level of faith. This is why it is, let me say this, it is good for us to look at the generations before and to look at their their level of faith and why they had to do the things that they have done, right? Now, uh, here's a a simple example. A simple example is uh, my grandmother. My grandmother had terrible sinuses. And my mom, she talked about how she went to the church and she was praying and she wanted them to, she just said, God, I want to be healed from this. And literally in that moment, so much stuff started coming out of her nose. It was just disgusting. Okay. But during that time of my grandmother's era, it was difficult for people, black people, specifically in the South to trust doctors. There was too many things that were going on. So they had nothing but faith. Now, now, not saying that doctors still aren't, you know, side-eyed. We can't, you know, there's still some issues going on with the Black community and the medical community. But now we have more information and evidence. So if you're dealing with allergies, now you can say, okay, wait a minute. I can either take a allergy pill or I need to change my diet. One of the things that, because I'm learning more about natural healing and natural path, one of the things that people tell you when you move into a new new area, start eating honey from the local bees. Only eat honey that is produced locally because that's going to help with your allergies. Now, I didn't know if my grandmother knew this information, but now because of Google and uh, medical books and the library, all these things, we have access to so much information. So God is saying, like, you don't have to always take everything. That was your grandmother's level of faith. But I'm telling you to have a level of faith that's going to make you create a billion-dollar business. That's a different type of faith. So while we admire, we appreciate the previous generation's faith, I cannot take and limit myself to their faith. Some of your unbelief is based off of other people's faith. And God is saying, I need you to discover me in your faith walk. Faith the size of a mustard seed. It is small, but yet powerful. I am so upset that I can't find this article. 
that I was looking for. I had this article and I really wanted to read it to you all about all the things that come from mustard seeds. So I just encourage you all to go research what comes from a mustard seed. How are mustard seed planted? What does it take? Because I know one thing I did, I do remember reading, mustard seed takes a lot of watering. You have to water it consistently, consistently. It's a lot of watering. And we know for our faith to grow, we need to constantly water it through prayer, fasting in the word and action. Prayer, fasting, word, action. And remember I said earlier, I'm talking about study. Study the word of God. Study the word. I don't care if you take that one scripture and you study it, study it, study it through and through. But study the word of God so that it can be so it can penetrate your heart and your mind. This is how your faith grows and how you speak against the unbelief in your life because you have been watering it so much. Jesus Christ is the living water. He thirsts, he gives us. The, the Bible says that if we drink from him, we will thirst no more. So the more and more I learn of Christ, the more and more I seek him, the more my faith grows. So if you are lacking faith, I ask you to study what is your relationship with like, like with Christ. I believe God for my healing, but yet I really don't know. And also, I want to make this last point. I want you to let go of whatever result you feel your faith should look like. Some of us are praying and believing God for a specific thing. And we are so married to that idea or that result and that pathway. We're not giving room for the Holy Spirit to do what He does. I want my healing, but I want it to look a certain way. And I want it by this time frame. And you're like, well, well Jennifer, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, seeking you shall find. Yes. But we also have to remember the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. And Jesus likens us as to under the, unto the wind. To and fro, you do not know where it goes. So sometimes that our path may seem back and forth all over the place. And God will say, go here, go there. And you're like, okay, wait a minute. What is happening? God is constantly trying to break us of our natural mindset. God is trying to take us out of our sinful nature on a continuous basis to follow him. This is how we grow in faith. So if you can let go of the results and just say, God, I know that I am healed. I know that I am free. I know that I am delivered. I know that I am prosperous. I know like if you just continue to speak that and then however it comes, it comes. I am no longer, God had to mature me to get off of the specific result. And really what it is, is the goal. It's the goal. I want to be this by, I remember being a kid, I used to say, oh, oh, I would love to be on like the Forbes list, 40 under 40. Well, honey, that time has passed. So am I going to stay stuck on that? Or am I just going to say, God, I know that you have called me to create successful businesses. So I am a successful business owner. And whatever form of success that looks like, God, I thank you for giving me the vision of what your form of success looks like. I'm not going to do it off a of man's standard. Your unbelief is really rooted in a lot of you and a lot of society, cultural standard, and is a rooted in sin. That's where unbelief comes from. I promise you, just like that mustard seed, 
And what they say in the natural, like for agriculturists and farmers, you have to water that over and over. And I encourage you, if you're like my faith, people like, believe more. Okay, so let me encourage you. Pray more. And prayer is not you venting. It is prayer is about you listening. You get into your word more. You study. And I'm not just talking about go in and just read one scripture said, I read it and it's a checklist. No, I'm talking about study the word of God. Set an atmosphere. Turn on a beautiful worship music that takes you to a place in God. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Do what you need to do to increase your faith because the more and more you water your faith, the more powerful your faith will be. And then you will be able to say to that mountain, be removed and it is moved. It is moved from you mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore because your faith has increased so much. And along the way, thank God for her patience. The Bible says, let patience have her perfect work so that you may be complete and whole, lacking nothing. I hope that you have received something. I hope, I always pray and have hope that this is once again going back to faith. What do we read? Hebrews 11 and 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. My hope is in Christ that I say the words that that God has called me to say and that you all have opened your eyes and your ears and your spirit to receive what God has said. Lord, we thank you for this time on today. God, I ask that you bless every person that has listened to you on today, God. I ask that you begin to challenge them within their faith, expose to them any areas of unbelief. Let them even desire what does a mustard seed look like? Not just what it looks like, but what is the purpose of it, the power of it? What can a mustard seed produce? You are, we are producers. We, we produce, we create, we bring life. We are examples of you because we have you and we are your representation. Lord, we thank you for our faith being increased and also giving us the wisdom, the understanding when our faith is increased, that we will go through trials. We will go through tribulations, but we know that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So I can have faith and hope and knowing that you are a fulfiller of all the promises that you have spoken to us. And if anyone out there right now does not know Jesus Christ in the bottom of their heart, I want you to repeat after me. Lord, come into my life. I believe that you are my Savior. I believe that you died for me. Lord, I repent and I will turn from my wicked ways and I will follow after you. If you have said that you are saved, we are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. God is rejoicing. Everybody is rejoicing. We are so, so excited that you are in the kingdom. I pray that you find a good church home. Surround yourself with people who believe in Jesus Christ, who follow Jesus Christ, who is going to challenge you and who will challenge you to be better and grow in Christ and know the character of him. I love you all. I will speak to you all next Friday. Oh, and don't forget to download and subscribe. I'm trying to do better with that. So speak to you all next Friday.